gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Welcome to episode 121 of the Real Flix Podcast. Very special episode because this is currently going out for the world's consumption on one of the most hallowed and sacred days in American culture. Happy President's Day, you guys. Sure. Happy President's Day. Shouldn't you introduce our guest? Mattresses, speaking a little bit of a throwback, (laughs) mattresses are on sale. So are some used Hyundai Sonatas at your local dealership. You're going to get a great deal. I think that that discussion of mattresses was probably our best opening. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Nothing's going to top where it, we, Where are we at with that? Have we uh, changed any any mattresses since then? Any thought process? Anything? Josh, here's, something, here's something for you, Josh, is that okay. I'm kind of in, in terms of my <laughs> overall life, I'm in like a kind of a transitionary period. And I haven't slept on an actual bed since May. That I've just been, sounds terrible. I've been sleeping. What are you on a, sleeping on? What you sleep on? Multiple couches. Why? Just because I you don't just feel like get doing... a blow up mattress. No. Well, it's just it, logistically it doesn't work to to have a mattress and to like move things around. So I've just been couching. But I've been sleeping fine. I've you know no no back issues. Nothing. Everything is a okay. And I just think that goes to show. My point from that episode, from our Fantastic Beast episode, still stands that you guys are super particular on your mattresses, and you need to grow up. Yes, I am. Because I can sleep. I just like mattresses. Mine mine absorbs me like a marshmallow, and it's just delightful. Well, you're wrong. You don't need it. Well, what what am I wrong about? I haven't stated any facts. You're just wrong. He's got you there, dude. It's it's more philosophically. Just like okay, well, it's not so much. You try sleeping on a you try sleeping on a pile of white foam and then you get back to me i will sounds really i'm saying i'm not saying sleeping on a mattress is worse than anything else i'm just saying for me it it doesn't make a difference like i'm just good well you're wrong i didn't state a fact no shit he just reversed you parried you by the way uh for the making his real flicks debut throat cancer cody nice to see you hey everybody in case you were wondering why my voice sounds so much more sexy than it usually does, it's because I've been coughing nonstop for the past four days because my friend didn't tell me he was sick before I went and hung out with him. Yeah. It's so, really, in hindsight, Cody, I think it's kind of a bad idea that you greet everybody with an open mouth kiss. Maybe <laughs> a little bit. Le- here's the thing is I was I went to Europe for a month and that's just how they do it. I know, but a little so, less tongue goes a long way. That's all. I guess. We'll see. I mean, I, I, I doubt that I can change, but we'll, we'll try it, maybe. Well, in the words of Rocky from Rocky Four, if I can change, and you can change... You haven't even seen the movie. Don't ruin this. We all can change. <laughs> right, Cody? You sure can. You sure can. Um, Drago! <clears throat> Not Ugh. as good as Mr. T, is all I'm saying. Yeah, we had He's this debate. Better. We had this debate already, and I decided that Rocky IV was the better movie. The better movie of the movies I have not seen in the Rocky franchise. I decided that Rocky IV was superior. Rocky IV is fine, and it's politically relevant, Josh. So, boom. It's also the perfect movie. Yeah, but why are we? So, what is this like? It's episode one twenty one. Yeah. Why are we bringing up all of this extra or old 
memes that let's i don't know let's move on to some new memes cody how about that no sure. it's baskin nostalgia i love God, it that's the exact opposite of what we're not old enough to have any nostalgia i mean our podcast isn't old enough for nostalgia yet <laughs> that's true that is that is true black panther predictions cody you cleaned oh, house killed. yet again in that and the movie and the movie draft um your prediction of 92% and $160 million turned out to be a little bit conservative, but it won it uh, won you the title anyways. Josh, at 87%, confirmed racist, uh, $135 million. <laughs> I guess 91% and $128 million. Wow. Oh, I guess I'm racist too. Yikes. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, no, no. Way to go, Cody. You're a true ally. Um, Thank God. <laughs> so, congratulations to you, Cody. You have won. I think that's your first clean sweep of a of a prediction. Nice. Okay, let's end the game now, boys. I won. <laughs> I mean, I won. <laughs> Shit, that doesn't work. The joke doesn't work anymore. Yeah, I won. <laughs> and you also <laughs> thanks. Oh boy, thanks to Black I Panthers. Won. Yeah, thanks to Black Panthers' success, he picked up. 289 points in the in the 2018 movie draft which puts you well above me and strongly in uh, in first place so congratulations there you're what don't i have annihilation coming out next week yeah you got that yep and then tomb raider so cody is tomb raider cody redfield is not done yet tomb raider is gonna bomb i hope not that second trailer was so good it was marginally better than the first. Like everything in the first so... trailer, everything in the first trailer is still in the movie. But so I don't know yeah, if but you can it's really cut say... in a way that looks way cooler now. Okay. So I... Well, the Suicide Squad trailers were quote unquote good. Oh no, no. I know. I'm not. Yeah, well, I don't think they were because the Snowman know. trailers were you know kind of cool. <laughs> no, they remember weren't. that. Yikes! No, they were. I even said in this podcast the marketing materials co- totally suck, but. The movie could that just might be bad marketing, which it turned out to be bad marketing for a bad movie. You're the only one that didn't like the trailer. Everyone else really liked it. Well, I'm just biased. I don't think I I ever saw anybody have a take on the Snowman trailer. To be honest. Well, it's because you don't get around enough. Well, I'm not loose with my morals and my hips like you, Josh. Um, His hips don't lie, though. Starting hand in the burn. So let's move on. With some Oscars trivia. The ceremony is slowly but surely approaching us. I think it's two, uh, weeks, two right? weeks from today. It'll be just about, I don't know, halfway through the, the show. So, uh, so because of that, there's no better time than to partake in some Oscars trivia. Trivia. Wow. Oscars so I, was, white I was supposed trivia. to do that, and I didn't do it. Give me five seconds. Oh, my God. Cody, you're going to go first. Okay, let's go. Cody, in the cat, you are going to be answering questions in the category of women. Oh, no. <laughs> so, Cody. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> who was the first <laughs> woman to win Best Director? Are you going to give me the. Can I have some choices? Sure. Yeah, give me multiple choice because I have no fucking idea. All right, I'll give you that's I, that's fine. Sophia Coppola, Catherine Bigelow, 
Gina Davis, and Susan Sarandon. I can tell you who it is. I think it was um, Sofia Coppola. Final answer. You are incorrect, my dear Coppola. I don't care. What? It was Catherine Bigelow. Hurt Locker. What the fuck is that? Hurt Locker, uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Guess it, Detroit. Guess it makes sense because what is Sofia Coppola even made? Godfather Austin. 3? Yeah. She didn't direct Godfather 3, Josh. I thought she did. No. Who did? Francis was that? Ford Coppola did. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know he did the third one. Next question. Fair enough. Uh, in what decade did Meryl Streep get nominated for the most Academy Awards? Um, I'm going to say the 1990s. Is that your final answer? Mm, yeah. That is incorrect. So wrong. The 1980s. 1980s. <clears throat> the 1980s. Fuck. Six. Two Academy Award nominations in the 1970s. Six in the 1980s. Maybe four in the 90s. Maybe four in the 2000s. And she's had five so far in the 2010s. How many of those did she actually should she actually been nominated for? That's for someone else to decide. But all I know is that she got nominated for them. All right, so you didn't get any points, Cody. Hashtag Ask sad. me the bonus question. We're gonna give you the bonus question just to give Josh more time. Cody Kovanjane Wallace is the youngest person to ever be nominated for an Academy Award in acting. How old was she when she was nominated? Fourteen years old. That'd be incorrect. She was actually nine, and she was six That's when she shot stupid. the movie. So. In no reality does a nine-year-old give a good enough of a performance. I'm sorry. It's it's a it's that's a gimmick nomination. I, I haven't seen the movie, so maybe I shouldn't say that. <clears throat> she's she's really good. Okay, well, is she... I don't really I don't really consider it acting, just acting like a kid. But she was good. Yeah, fair enough. Josh, you are next. Okay. Your category is men. Yeah. J.K. Hallamayo. Okay. Your first question. What was Steven Spielberg's first Oscar nomination? Not a Steven Spielberg like, movie, uh, but St- Steven Spielberg himself. As a director? Can be anything. Uh, okay. Um, I know it wasn't Jaws. Cause he didn't, I know he didn't get it for that. Um, let me think. Give me like multiple choice. No. Okay. <laughs> Let me think. What did he do right after Jaws? Oh. Um. Wait, was that his first? I'm not sure. Um. Five. Four. <sighs> Three. I want to... S- two. Uh, one. Okay. I want to say Close Encounters, but I think it's Raiders. I'm not sure. Um, What's your final answer right now? Five. I'm going to go with Close <sighs> Encounters. You are correct. Oh. Close Encounters of the Third Kind, 1978. Bada-bing. Question number two. In the category of... 1994, a.k.a. the greatest year in film. 
and the greatest year of my birth. You know, what movie won the Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay? I'm not going to ask you the screenwriter, just what movie? Wait, did you say 84 or 94? 1994. Oh, okay. Um, 94. That was like the Shawshank year. Um, and Shawshank didn't win anything because the world sucks. Um, you said original screenplay or yes. adapted? Original screenplay. Let me think. Is it Forrest Gump? Five, four, three, two, one. Answer. Uh, I don't know. Forrest Gump? No, Pulp Fiction. I'll go with Pulp Fiction. <coughs> you are correct. It was Pulp Fiction. Forrest Gump oh. won Best Adapted Screenplay. Did you know there was a sequel written to the Forrest Gump book where he got involved in 9-11 somehow? Ah, oh, shit. That sounds awesome. That was, that was fun. That was fun. Josh, would you like to go double or nothing? Sure. Okay, he's going for it. Cody, he's going for it. All right, good. Sick code. Robert Downey Jr. has received two Academy Award nominations. Okay. For what films? One was Tropic Thunder. The other... Oh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. it was the, I think it was the Charlie Chaplin thing. I'm not sure of the name. Um... The, can, can I just say Four. the Charlie Chaplin movie? Because I don't nope. know the name of it. No. Three, Correct. two, one. What? Answer. What? Come on, it's, you know the movie. I, I do, but I, you have to say, tell me the title. You can't just say, oh, instead of Tropic Thunder, you can't be like, oh, it's that Vietnam War comedy movie. You got to give me the title. That's the whole bit. I don't know. That's the meme. Watch out, Eddie. Josh, last chance. Right. Chaplin, I guess. I don't know. Is that what it's called? You are correct. Oh, okay. Cool. Pretty easy. I was kind of hoping I could buzz you on that and then to be like, it's called Chaplin, moron, and you feel bad. I thought about I thought about Lincoln and just figured I'd go with the last name. So Yeah, they get really... Biopics are really lazy with how they're titled. Like Steve Jobs. Come on. Jobs. Come on. Yeah. Jaws. Yeah, Jobs. All right, my turn. Bring it on. Okay. Uh, lost, lost. Where to go? Okay. Come on. Okay. So I'm gonna list off four groups of movies. So what two films have the most Academy Award nominations combined? Titanic and All About Eve. Shakespeare in Love and Forrest Gump. Gone with the Wind and Titanic are all about Eve and Gone with the Wind. What was the third one? All about Eve and Gone with the Wind. What? Was there one that was Gone with the Wind and Titanic? Yes. I'll choose that. Is that your final answer? Yeah. You're incorrect. Fuck you. <laughs> Hope you go, you go die. 
I will soon. Uh, it was right. Titanic, all about Eve. More like all about Steve. Anybody seen all about Eve? I have no idea what that is. It's, I'm, I, I'll give you one guess as to what that movie's about. Eve. I'll name Eve. Boom. The, the, isn't the the robot from Wally? Is it like a spinoff or something? I, maybe it, I don't know. Maybe it's like an Adam and Eve kind of thing. I don't know. I, I own the DVD. I just don't know what. <laughs> I've watched it yet. Rip Cody. All right. Second question. Gonna get this one. Okay. Definitely. Who has won the most Academy Awards for acting? Katherine Hepburn, Meryl Streep, Jack Nicholson, or Ingrid Bergman? fuck is that i don't know well three of those people are dead it's not street because she has three i think hepburn has four if i remember correctly jack i can think of cuckoo's nest and that's about maybe chinatown but that's about it i think he, he didn't get one till late his, his was like a for a career <clears throat> well he got as good as it gets too so that's three and then ingrid bergman It's either Ingrid Bergman or yeah, that one. What's her name? Hep- Hepburn, right? Was it? It was Hepburn. Yeah. yeah. I'll go with my gut. Wait, was it Catherine or Audrey Hepburn? Catherine. Okay, Catherine. I'll go with Catherine. You are correct. Yes. She was four for four, wasn't she? I think. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Nice. Give it to me. Double or nothing. Let's do it. All right. Let's take a risk. What was the first movie to win Academy Award for Best Picture? The Broadway Melody, Sunrise, All Quiet on the Western Front, or Wings? repeat those the broadway melody sunrise all quiet on the western front and wings when i think of wings i think of like a family guy joke remember that <laughs> me too yeah or paul uh, mccartney show one of those quagmire two. watches yeah <laughs> yeah all quiet on the western front was i keep thinking of that marlon brando all on the waterfront. Bridge over the river, Kauai, right. or whatever. No, 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 on the waterfront. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the Bridge first one? Bridge over the river, Kauai is a one. What was the first one? the same guy. Oh, uh, the Broadway Melody. Hmm. I've heard of one of these. I have no idea what the other three are. Perfect. Uh, I really don't. I don't know. Well, since it made me laugh, I'll go with Wings. I don't know. Of course you picked that one. You are correct. <laughs> that was the only one I had any association with other than Hulk Hogan the rest in front. Awesome. I did it. Get wrecked, Josh. You're still a point and a half ahead of me, but the margin, yeah. much like my respect for you, is shrinking. Um, that was so, a good one. Academy Awards. <laughs> Oscars trivia. Just garbage. Bada bing. I. By the way, this entire. Isn't it just amazing that Robert Downey Jr. is nominated for Tropic Thunder? I know it's great. Like he lost to he, or Heath Ledger. 
beat him. And he also, I think also uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman got nominated that year. It's such a good crop. And then it's just like RDJ doing blackface. And it's like really, it, like it's a good performance. It's just, it's weird, isn't it? Do you think if that movie came out today, it would get nominated or he would get nominated? Uh, he'd probably get in trouble. It's only 10 years ago. Yeah. But we were a much different culture 10 years ago. I know. I miss Everybody it. was a lot happier. Josh, why don't you give some general thoughts and or first impressions on Black Panther? I loved it. I thought it was a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Just another Hold on, Josh, great Marvel movie. Your audio is a little bit muffled. Can you try taking off the uh, the, the hood? The hood. The KKK hood. He's calling oh you a racist. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ignore my tomfoolery. You you were just you're just a terrible person. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, I loved it. It's just it's another great Marvel movie. Probably one of the best Marvel movies, if not the best, at least recently. Um, yeah, just Ryan Coogler. I knew this was going to be great the second they announced him. Not just great, but like a special kind of great, and it's it's uh, it's just an amazing movie. The drama, the political stuff is it's. I mean, it's there. It's subtle, but it's there. And no, it's, it's not, not subtle. It's not. not. It's so in your face. I don't think it's in your face. I, well, I mean, it's Martin face, Freeman literally like, sneak kind of like shuffles up behind a girl while she's working. It's Stalder's turn. She says, "Whoa, watch out there, colonialists or something." It's colonist, not. No, colonizer. I mean, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was a good one. That was a good joke. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not like subtle as in like it's not like throwing it, shoving it down your throat. Like it's there, it's present, and it has a lot to do with the story. I mean, but all I ask is bury me in the sea with all my brothers. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It's the, not subtle. The villain's last line is about like slavery. Slavery is like a. Mm, I think I'll, your definition of subtle is different than mine, then. Because I mean, they're literally <laughs> spelling it out. Like they don't. <laughs> the The movie is like a okay. I don't think. I don't think it's subtle at all, and that's ultimately what I really liked about it. So no biggie on that one. Um, hey Josh, what do you call it when Ryan Coogler needs to find out some information quickly? I'm pretty sure you've g- gave us this joke already. Ryan he becomes Googler. a Ryan Googler. Boom. <laughs> Cody, go ahead. Thank you. No, I, I think this is um definitely one of the best Marvel movies. Um but I've been whacked out for the past week, so I have no idea it's good. <clears throat> no, I liked it a lot. I thought it was um it was mature. It made me feel something other than fleeting excitement. Which the other Marvel movies make me feel, but I almost cried once, just once though. Mm. I'm um, it was good. I liked it a lot. Okay. Uh, as for myself, this is my favorite Marvel movie so far, uh, probably ever. I don't really see. I mean, who knows what they have down the pike? But I'd be surprised if anything really kind of gets takes this down i think it's fabulous <laughs> it is get out but in a superhero movie context and i just think that's absolutely brilliant and you know this just goes to show that sometimes it takes a you have to put 
an idea like this in a blockbuster big context for people to latch onto it because Josh, you didn't really care for Get Out, but like I said, this is kind of Get no, Out. No, I liked I liked Get Out. Well, I mean, but I like, just didn't think it was the greatest thing ever, like you guys did. I know, but this the Get Out and Black Panther are kind of getting the same reception of like you know I think they even have the same tomato meter even, um, and so there are two ways to kind of tell that particular story and to talk about those things one in more of an indie context like it out and one in a black panther superhero movie blockbuster context like this and it's no surprise that they came up out a year apart i think that was i don't know if it was done intentionally but it probably was in their mindset i guess and i mean they announced this movie four years ago before get out was even a thing so okay all right well then it was a happy accident i guess and I think this even helps get out's chances at the Academy Awards because you know the two movies go hand in hand. But whatever, we'll get the get to the more political stuff later, I guess. But it's my favorite Marvel movie, and I didn't expect that going in. Uh, as you both know, or anybody who listens to our Marvel episodes are well aware, I go I go into those with like a force field of cynicism around me, and like don't <laughs> don't appreciate them. Probably as much as I should, but I appreciate appreciate them just as much as I want to. Uh, and this is a movie where I didn't really need to be on guard, so to speak. I just sat back and I let the movie overtake me and I let it capture my imagination, so to speak. And I think that's because it's a hell of a movie and it subverts all the things like about it, about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it builds on the things that I do like about it and the things that I think it can be if they try hard enough and the fact that they this movie exists to me is a beacon of hope that they are in fact trying uh to actually deliver something that is dramatically potent instead of pop culture and comedically potent so i loved it uh let's move on to dislikes i feel like this is going to be a very short compared to other things part of this discussion uh cody why don't you go ahead the vine reference yeah <laughs> Only the dumbest thing I've ever was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in a movie. Like this movie was um, filmed. It was filmed in what, like twenty sixteen, maybe twenty six, twenty seven. It was. It was not filmed in twenty seventeen. That meme was no dead. Like twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. Let's okay. Filming began January twenty first, twenty seventeen. Principal photography. Okay, so that movie was well dead by then. Like it was, that meme was well dead by then. Yeah, because like what? Guess are those Ryan's like, trying to bring it back. What are those? Was Vine, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a Vine meme. Yikes! All right, four out of ten, guys. Let's uh, watch yeah, it and listen to. Made the movie <laughs> shitty. I mean, that didn't bother um, me. I just had no idea what was happening and why everyone was laughing. How did you miss? What are those? I don't. I don't. Well, I don't do Vine. I don't know what I know, any like, of these things. Are. It was pop culture. Pop culture ish for like a few a hot second i don't know okay. i missed it i i guess i never well congrats no one in my uh, i don't think anyone in my uh the only <clears throat> the laughter that came from that in my theater was just like groans like i can't believe they just fucking did this my theater loved it so yeah my theater was like loudly laughing and clapping so by the way so- i think it was just from shock I'm sure Coogler and, like, the people involved in this are, like, annoyed. Like, really? We poured our heart and soul into this 
racial epic, and ev- people just can't shut the hell up about a stupid, like, throwaway little pop culture reference. And it's like, ah, uh, must be driving crazy, but, you know, they shouldn't have put it in. I'll take... They I'll shouldn't t- have. That's all right. <laughs> <coughs> it's going to be weird when in Infinity War somebody does a damn Daniel at Tony Stark's shoes or oh, something. Dude, that'd be awesome. Maybe that... maybe that That's maybe an idea f- to keep the Marvel comedy fresh going forward is to just have them reference outdated... So, <laughs> just do Vine shit. Outdated social media uh, memes or something like that. That'd be... That'd be good stuff. Uh... <laughs> Just somebody, just somebody in a Marvel movie, like during a fight, they crash into a taco stand. Like, oh, no more free, free shavaka do. <laughs> Kill me! Like, it's Wednesdays, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, hey, maybe this opens the door for Filthy Frank to get into one of these. That's Filthy Frank doesn't do comedy anymore. He, he will if, if they throw enough money at him. I hope. So, I hope so. Um, <laughs> that'd be fun going forward. Um, dis- so any other dislikes that, uh, then, uh, what are those gates? Um, uh, it's a really weird nitpick, but why were they speaking English in Wakanda to each why other? Not? Why? They have a language. Oh, it's a movie. I just, it's I like care. this. It's like it why we don't I, I never said you did care. That we're talking about my dislikes. Boom. Uh, I just don't understand it. Why go through all the trouble to create a language for this country? Um, if you're just gonna have them speak English half the time, which I think what they should have done was, uh, have you guys ever seen Valkyrie? I like what they did in um that movie <laughs> where they transition so you can tell when they're speaking their language. Oh, like oh, I see what you're talking. Like so, they start talking, and then it it is implied that you're viewing. They're them. still speaking to each other, at least. I mean, like, do, oh, what well, what do they do in Valkyrie? Can you clear that for me? I haven't seen it. Uh, it's time. the very beginning of the movie. Tom Cruise is speaking in German, and then it transitions into English. Oh, okay. Just to like get you into the world. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I don't. I didn't think much about it. Do they speak Wakandaese very much? Sometimes, oh, that's right. When um, yeah, when like Shuri was like when they were trying to keep things from Everett Ross or whatever. Yep, that. Yeah. I guess that does beg the question: of Why would they need to speak English? Because they're so isolated. Like, why would that even? What's the benefit? I understand them knowing English. Yeah, obviously, because we're the best country on earth. But boom, and it, like I said, it's a really, really specific nitpick. Mm-hmm. That's because I'm kind of reaching. I have no idea right. what else I didn't like about the movie. There wasn't much. Not enough white folks, too. Don't forget that. That too. There wasn't enough white people. We need at least three Chris's in in there, like immediately. Find a Chris, get him in there, translate this. Give me a us. give me a pine. I'll t- I'll settle for a Hemsworth DBH. Really? Even after that last movie? I'll fine. Uh, can I get a Christie instead? Ooh. White women. Josh dislikes. Um, I only have really two. Uh I thought some of the pacing in like the first I guess like forty five minutes or so was a little it just like some moments I thought it got a little too slow. Like it just dragged a little bit. Like but what? like that's I mean just like the whole opening scene with um 
not Killmonger. Um, Killmonger's Sterling K. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that stuff that was great, and then it gets to the Wakanda stuff for a while, and it's just like introducing us to the world, and that's cool. But it's like it takes a while, and it's just kind of. I'm like, all right, can we get to the story after a while? And then finally, they reintroduce Killmonger and everything, and it gets going. Well, don't they? Um, they get into the whole he's the king, and like he has to go through the ritual. Yeah, they do all that stuff. It sets up the succession duel later. Yeah, it's, it's great. I just you know takes it's just a while. It just goes on for a while. Um, but it's just like a nitpick. The other only other problem, it's not like a problem. It's just I wanted more Killmonger. Like he, I loved him, but like I just wanted like maybe a couple more scenes with him. Mm. that's it i don't really have any other problems yeah. i know some people didn't like the cgi i have no problems with the cgi yeah um, I'll, I'll touch on that um that was like that's my biggest uh issue with the movie and like i've i've made no secret about the fact that i prefer practical stuff to cgi and the overabundance of it annoys me and whatever I'm that's not a new or particularly interesting opinion um and I really don't mind it, mind CGI if it's not if it's done in a in a complementary instead of uh, like a an environmental kind of way. The I, the reason I think it's a big deal and it's a big negative for this movie and like that's gonna knock it that knocked it down a couple of grades as I evaluated it is that it does there just doesn't really feel like <clears throat> Wakanda doesn't really feel like it's very vibrant and has much of a soul like the only time they really go out into the city is that market set that they use a couple of times that T'Challa and um Lupita Nyong'o's character walk around like that's kind of that's the most you get in terms of other than like the the savannas and like out in the you know in the rolling hills uh do you really get like a sense of what Wakanda is for the most part it's just a it's just a CGI city that you see from a distance, and like, and you there's a lot of internal sets, and there's a couple of like nature things, like the cliff where T'Challa fights, and I don't know, just the idea that you know Wakanda is this haven that's worth protecting. It didn't really work for me, and um, I think that I think it, the movie really wanted it to, and. Uh, it, it's half CGI and half they just didn't spend any time in the world, and it's a similar issue I had with Thor Ragnarok. Is like, oh, uh, what's it called? What's Thor's house called? This place, this kingdom, Asgard. Yeah, Asgard isn't a place; it's a people. It's like, but you didn't really establish the place or the people except for you. So I don't know what I'm supposed to take here. That's too bad that you guys stopped animating this <laughs> this CGI city, I guess. But. Um, so yeah, my my biggest complaint with the movie that I really think hurts it uh, is just how Wakanda is is treated, and I can like I can live with the like there is a lot of CGI in like the Mayans or with the action sequences or whatever. Um, but that like I said, that Wakanda stuff, the the way that they showed the city was just kind of a bummer for me. And that last shot with um. Uh, the death, spoiler alert, I guess, the death of Killmonger, where it's just them sitting in what is so obviously just a big blue screen room, really... See, that didn't look blue screen. That, that looked great to me. I didn't... <sighs> it looked... I thought it looked awful. Uh, like, I like I couldn't help but compare it to the end of Jedi. Like, imagine if at the, if the end of The Last Jedi, when you cut to Luke on Octo, and then him fading away, if that was CGI'd. Like, and then... That would just that moment would have lost all of its impact, and this one didn't. This didn't lose all of its impact, but 
it was a whoa whoa nelly uh <laughs> this isn't great and like i said that's cgi <clears throat> having a lot of cgi is fine you kind of have to accept it but when it starts to undercut the story and like the drama and the themes that you're trying to portray then it becomes a problem for me um but that's uh so that's my only major dislike uh i there's i don't even think i really have that many nitpicky things it's just overall i think was kind of latched onto that but uh josh you you thought the cgi was good yeah i, I had no problems with the cgi the only cgi problems i had is like sometimes when the like Black Panther's fighting, you can see it kind of go from he's it's a guy in a suit to it's a CGI animated thing, like it transitions to that because mm. human beings don't move that way. Um, but Panthers do. Ooh, got him. But it's like that's I mean that's the only CGI ish nitpick, and like I don't care about that kind of stuff most of the time unless it's like really bad, which to me it wasn't. But ever, like so. the. Like the things I mentioned, like, like the, the Wakanda blue stuff, screen, that green screen stuff. That none of I thought it all looked incredible. I thought the the yeah, you, visuals. I thought the imagery of Wakanda. I thought the way the world looked. I thought um, the I mean, way you don't it really blended. Get a sense like, of what Wakanda's like only from a distance. I did. Get a, I got a sense of it. I didn't get like a deep dive into every inch of it, but I got a sense of it. What was what sense did you get? That it's a super advanced city. That's set in Africa. That's hidden from the rest of the world with the technology that is powered by uh, Shuri, his sister, mm. who we got to talk about soon. Um, and I don't know. Just, just it's a very proud people. I'm that... just trying to compare it to some of the other like new places that like we've seen in movies. And the one that I jump back to immediately is uh, either. Well, for me personally, maybe it'd be different for other people, but uh, when the kids get on the boats going to Hogwarts and Harry Potter, they come into the Great Hall, and it's just this big, larger-than-life kind of thing, or in 1989's Batman, when we follow this family around as they try to get... as They just leave in a movie in Gotham City, and they're running around trying to find their way home, and they need directions. Like, a scene like that, where it's just... where we can get just... where a, a scene in the... St- in Wakanda with the people acting as if, you know, like it's any normal day and there's no big fight or anything going on and there's no crazy thing that they have to react to. They're just being in Wakanda. They're just going about their day. It just, I think it needed that kind of a scene. I thought we got, wasn't. I thought we got, a, little we got that a couple of times in yeah, the market we got that scene. When we were, like walking through the marketplace. When he's talking to David Kaluuya. 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 There you go. Whatever. <laughs> I, Mr. Dan, Get Out, and it's, and it's Daniel Kaluuya, but okay. I'm a racist. We got this. <laughs> Sorry, it's Mr. just like Mr. it's like that one set, and they're not really like I, I'm not talking. I, I not main character related. Like just yeah, those scenes are nice of them in the market, but you don't you don't really see what's going on in the market. It's just them. I mean, walking around and talking, and you know, it just. I think maybe I just didn't need that stuff to get a sense of the world. Okay, well, it's just, it's. It, for me, it was a big part of the movie, and I just felt like they kind of they shortchanged us on the uh, how Wakanda actually operates, looks, and feels. Like people are saying, "Oh, Wakanda is like the most one of the most fascinatingly realized places in a movie ever," and I was like, "Really? I don't really, I don't see that." Uh, the people make it interesting, sure, and their customs and their traditions and their technology, but what about yeah, that's the what actual makes it cool? 
Yeah, but what about the actual city? What about the actual people who live in the city? I don't know. Didn't give me a really good sense of that. Most uh, most do. And the CGI didn't help. So, whatevs. Uh, let's move on and talk about Ryan Coogler. This guy is very talented, I will say. Would you guys agree? Yes. Uh, yeah. Pretty good. Uh, pretty, pretty good. Uh, he's either, definitely... Either of you, did, um, either of you see Free, the Fruit Fail Station? I saw a little no. bit of it in class one time. Pretty good. Yeah. Creed, I was kind of disappointed in. I that... Creed is fantastic. Creed still is the best movie to me. Creed is amazing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just... You just don't did like you boxing. Not, did you not like Creed? I liked Creed. I just thought it was fine. Like, uh, the, you know... Unfortunately, sports movies have to build to a, you know, boxing movies especially. They're just kind of the conflict that they have are usual are ninety nine percent of the time really stale for me at least. And but I was more interested yeah, in him. Yeah, but it's not the hero. <clears throat> I know, and it was a pretty normal kind of by the numbers journey for me. I don't know. It honestly, it just sounds like you're being racist. You got me, Cody. You it's finally. About a, it's about a black boxer i mean i'm sorry i relate to superheroes more than actual people who do things uh oh. <laughs> i don't know this it's not a creed podcast maybe the he just needs to fight russians that's all like of the, that's what's happening that's what the next one's about well i'll be there for that but creed it's fine i think um but the Cougs, man uh like i said before i think this is just such a perfect uh, companion piece to get out, and I th- and he is doing a lot of the same things that you can't like. You can't make this movie with the same script, with the same actors, with the same everything, but director, and you put in like <sighs> what's a funny director? I don't know, if you put in Matthew Vaughn, this pro- this movie's probably a lot worse. I think like because it just wouldn't feel as authentic, and he just brings such a dedicated amount of authenticity to to the things that he makes because he just they it's it always seems like it comes from personal experiences or he really like talks to people who actually have a sense of what something somebody like t'challa is um experiencing or whatever and you know the action is as is just as good as any marvel movie and i most of it is i think is even better because it's so close quarters and there's not really many explosions, um, but uh, it's it's the kind of filling in the spaces between the set pieces and the the big dramatic moments is where I think a Marvel director especially can really shine, and Coogler totally nailed it. So, uh, Cody, thoughts on the Coogs? He's a great director. Great director. What else do you need? He's a good. He's all the movies I've seen of his. So these two movies. <laughs> are both really good. I, I I look forward to see what he directs next. Ah, yeah, jeez. I mean, he's done two franchises. He's done a true life story and a couple of franchises. So maybe maybe he's got something re- some really cool trippy idea in, in this. In he's his the new Bond director. Oh, is he? I don't know. Oh, sad. I hope he doesn't do. I mean, take a couple off. Don't do franchises for a little bit. Let's see what a, what you got in your head. 
Uh, Josh, thoughts on Coogler's direction in Black Panther? Oh, it's it's fantastic. It's I mean, there are some Marvel movies that are like you can tell like they kind of just got a young guy to come in and not do whatever they want, but just like be able to like bend to their will if they need them to. Um, Spider Man Homecoming is kind of like that. Um, That's exactly what I was thinking about. Um, but it's, I, I mean, they can still make good movies, but it's like when you have something like Ryan Coogler, who is clearly a great director and you, you know, they don't really feel like they need the producers and everyone else to like guide them. Yeah. They offered really, him, uh, they, they offered Coogler like their in-house. Oh, we have like one of our editors or one of our cinematographers. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. no, I want my people. And it totally yeah. shows. Yeah. Um, so you can have someone like that come in and it shows you can make something really, really special, which Black Panther is. I mean, this is he's three for three now. Um, I can't wait to see what he does next, which I have a feeling it's going to be a small movie. And then Black Panther, two, um, which will probably be out in like 2020, 21, something like that. Um, so I, I, I'm excited to see what he does next, as always. And he's he's making his way. He's becoming one of my favorite directors working today. The guy is incredibly talented. Um, and you know, it's awesome to see him, someone who's, I mean, he's probably 30 years old. He's not even a decade older than I am. And he's making a 200, what is it, 200 something million? 200 uh, even. Yeah. 200 million opening weekend movie oh. for Marvel. Like that's insane. So, I mean, just congratulations to him and like that's it just it's awesome they've shown their willingness to give the keys to the kingdom for these guys but actually not give them really that much control so it's not surprising that he was able to make this movie it was surprising that he was able to make it his way and he actually had enough clout and was i mean to me i mean to do it i'm just speaking for myself to me the majority of them feel like they're the directors making them their way Mm -hmm. um but especially the guardians cat movies but um yeah these it's marvel doing what marvel does best and i love it and he is a great addition to their tool belt if you will um yeah i just okay it's awesome he's great uh so the cast we got chadwick boseman (laughs) as the titular hero an interesting choice in the sense that i was like I mean, Michael B. Jordan has been Coogler's guy, guy for yeah. his last two movies, and I, I can't, I wouldn't, I'd be lying to you guys if I said I wasn't in the movie like a little bit weirded out that he was the villain, because like it just seems like it just seems weird to me. It seemed weird to you guys. No, I, mean, I, I, I loved it. I loved seeing him play something different. He's usually just like the charming, you no, know, good guy. Yeah, like in this time he was the charming bad guy. It was. I just almost would rather yeah, him sure. not be in the movie because I kept thinking about how how he would do Black Panther, and it would. I mean, that's may sound like a diss to Bozeman. I, I think he did. I think he did an excellent job. But there's uh, Jordan just has this movie star quality that I don't think Bozeman quite does. He, he's a you know he's good, but Michael B. Jordan is just so. Uh, insanely charismatic and he just he calls attention to the screen anytime he's um he's on it uh and i just but that's what makes him the best marvel villain we've had i know i know but 
I still think most of the, I, th- I still think with this movie especially I think it may have been a little bit of a weakness that for me at least the hero was outshined by the villain. Uh, like I'm usually okay with that in Batman, but for somebody like um, for somebody like Black Panther, where I don't know much about him. I just felt like a little bit of a disconnect there, and um, I was just sort of I was almost waiting for like them to switch sides, <laughs> like. I want you to be the the villain. I want you to be the hero. But <laughs> whatever. Um, small gripe, but like I said, Bozeman was. I thought he was excellent. What would you guys think of Chadwick? He was great. I yeah, mean, he's awesome. I, I knew he was going to be good in um, Civil War because mm. he was great in that movie. Even though you hate fun, I just hate that movie. I put my you don't like good movies. I put my cat in a box full of packing peanuts today. You do like fun. That is the most fun thing you could literally ever do. I don't even care. Uh, <laughs> um, other than them, the cast. Uh, <coughs> do I gotta say? Shout out to um, what's his name? Andy Circus. Andy Circus oh is God, amazing. He's amazing. Big shout out. He's like what? Just what, I kept thinking about this. What would his career have been like if he had never been Gollum and like somebody else had and not as been good, somewhat unsuccessful? I don't know. Like assuming he he's able to achieve the same amount of success that he that he would have if he was Gollum and all that stuff, but just as Andy Circus, an actor on screen. I mean, it's not like that's his only like live action role. I know. I listen to what i'm saying is like if he just had been andy circus and not done any of the voice any of the motion capture but still been able to get projects like this like maybe you didn't play Gollum, but he had a role as whatever in lord of the rings or maybe he wasn't caesar but he had a role as x in war for the planet of the apes you know i mean i think the i think the whole performance capture industry would be different and i think i mean that that more than anything else but um I mean, I don't know how it would change his career if he did another great movie. He would be still – I think he'd still be seen as a great actor. I think really actually because you'd see his face more, maybe he'd be a more of a recognizable actor mm-hmm. to more people. Um, I, but I, that, I like him this way. <coughs> this is something I kept thinking about is – especially after the movie, it's like kind of playing those what-if scenarios in my head. Like what kind of actor would he would uh, would he be like? You know, I, know, I really want to – see him in a dramatic role though i don't I think he could do it i mean he just he, he, he chewed so much scenery and i and, and i i loved it's him so for it. Great. And, he had, and he has a surprising amount of screen presence for me i just i felt like the movie changed when he when he showed up and felt a little bit different I'm kind of not sort of vish bum that he you know spoiler alert i guess died but um I don't know, it was just a, it was a pleasant surprise for me because I've always liked like, he was really good in the Prestige, not a very big role, but he was good in it, and he's of course had the motion capture stuff. But I don't know. what would the alternate universe of normal Andy Circus be like? Who knows? I wouldn't have I wouldn't have one of the best trilogies ever, and Gollum would not be the same. So no, he wasn't in the Pirates movies, so I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I mean, those are garbage. So. Weird. Very weird. Wrecked. Martin <clears throat> Freeman also was in this. I don't know why, but he was in it. Uh, he was in Civil War. That's why. Okay, I don't like that. Uh, didn't. I just. I think. He, I feel like his 
his place in the movie kind of expired after the James Bondian uh, casino scene. Uh, after that, it was just like, why is, why is he hanging around? Like, I get that he got shot by a bullet, and, you know, uh, it's like, oh, we owe him because he saved your life, but, you know, could he have just not... I don't know. I just, I didn't. I just thought he was a bit, a little bit superfluous. But what'd you guys think of the Freeman? I liked him. He was fine. I liked okay. him as much as I did in Civil War. Okay. Just uh, kind of. He's kind of boring, but he was there. I, uh, I tbh. I completely forgot that Circus was in Star Wars when I was just talking about him there. Like I looked at, it, I was like, oh yeah, he was Snoke. Maybe he didn't spend so much effing time on his stupid Jungle Book movie. He could be in more stuff. Uh, is he still making that? It's it's called. He Mo- filmed it. Or, that was filmed like before the other one was released. It's called Mowgli now. It's Mowgli, you guys. It's a good cast. Christian Bale's in it. Christian Bale, Banana Republic, uh, Coupon Stash, Tom Holland, Er. Gotcha. Uh, Kate Blanchett, Naomi Harris, Jack Rayner. Yeah. It's apparently coming out in October of this year, so. Yikes. Um, let's Yikes. See. Daniel Kaluuya, the aforementioned. Awesome. I love him. I think he's he's a rising star. Oh, he was star. great. Yeah, I can't wait to see he's what good. he does next. He's good? He's good. Doesn't deserve an Oscar nomination, but he's good. His character was probably the most interesting. Right. Or one of the most interesting characters in the movie. Yeah, I didn't because I didn't didn't really understand what their whole what his whole relationship with um with T'Challa was for a little bit. And I've initially had that as like a as a negative. Like we're establishing that this guy's betrayal is such a big deal, but I don't know, there's something about his performance and just the way that he and T'Challa kind of interact off each other that kind of, that said a lot that you know dialogue could have said but I just feel like their chemistry uh did a lot of the work too so mm-hmm. I really liked it. I can't I can't wait to see what he does I hope I hope he wins the Oscar because that'll just oh, send his God, career stop. into the stratosphere <clears throat> Get Out's a great movie I don't know what your deal is uh it's fine it's great like it's, it's so smart you're just being a contrarian. Uh, da, da, da. Winston Duke, by the way, is as Mbaku, the guy that challenges T'Challa awesome. early on. I like that guy. He, he I, don't, think, I don't think there was a bad performance in this entire movie. Oh, yes, there was. No, there wasn't. Oh, yes, there was. No, there wasn't. Very I don't curious. want Latita Wright to ever act again. What are Who you talking this? about? I'm kidding. She was amazing. There was no, there wasn't any weak performances. Okay, but I will just because I'm still salty about um, what's his face Saw Gerrera. I'll I'm gonna knock down Forrest Whitaker and say he was the worst part of the movie. No, Saw Gerrera is a great character. He's not a great character. He is. It's because he was in the Clone Wars, so that means he can be in the movie and be important as well. Yeah, it's all connected. It's awesome. Not when you're, you don't watch the the shows and just want to watch the movies. And have a good movie. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, Winston Duke is in Baku. Excellent. Angela Bassett. 
interesting. She was fine for the three minutes she was in the movie. Yeah, didn't have a very meaty role, <clears throat> but I like what she did. Uh, like we said, Circus, uh, Stanley. He's that was gonna, a good cameo. It's it's with him. It's come to the point where like when I see him, I just like a chi- I get just get chills because he's so old and like I'm worried that he's just gonna fall. And then make me just freak me out. Uh, I don't know. That we're good. That we're we're not just watching Black Panther. We're actually watching his snuff film. <laughs> God, I hope so. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o too. Very, very good. She's great. Uh, She's always good. There's yeah. Their storyline was. There's a lot of Star Wars people in this. Come to think of it. Uh, maybe it's all in the di- Disney family. So yeah. It's killing my uh, my crossovers though. I'd love to oh, my see my fan uh, fiction. I need to rewrite it. I'd love to see Daniel Kaluuya get a star something in Star Wars. I think he'd be a really good fit for that. Uh, what would have been like if he if he had played Finn? Huh? Maybe he's too good. old for that. Will you stop it? Stop being such a little stinker. He's an excellent actor. He's you a good see, actor. You see Sicario? Yeah, he was good in it. Was he in it? I don't even know. Yes, he was in it. Okay. You obviously know he was in it. Just... Was he? He just was... said he was. Okay. Was he the Was he the friend of? Uh, he was Emily the Blunt? partner. Okay. I don't believe that. I think that was someone else. It was. Okay. Don't feed the trolls, Cody. Don't feed the trolls. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. let's see who else. Yeah, Sterling K. Brown was in it for five seconds. Mm. Uh, so let me ask you guys: Who is your? Uh, most underrated performance in Black Panther. His sister. Yeah, Tisha Wright. I said underrated. Well, we haven't talked about her yet, and she's like the my favorite uh, part of the movie. That's not well, okay. Underrated. Um, fucking young Michael B. Jordan's character. Oh, the kid. The little sure. kid. Okay. We said underrated, but everybody's performance. We've, we've is talked about everybody. Yeah. Okay. I just it was just a question. Okay. You didn't guys didn't like <laughs> Fuck you, Mason. Alright. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, throw cancer Cody. I apologize. Uh God damn. <laughs> yeah, underrate underrate I still I would give to Lupita Nyongo. Um I think she was probably the top one or two actor in performance in the movie and in a very subtle role. She didn't get to cry or scream or anything like that, but she had a strong presence about her and i really appreciated that but latita wright did absolutely steal the show one person um, we haven't even talked about who'd that be uh, deny guerrera who oh, she was fine, fine. She was oh um, oh the yeah yeah yeah. uh i thought she yeah i thought she was okay like she's she like awesome uh, i don't she, think she's a very good actress she's a great actress she finally <laughs> gets something that's worth her time get off walking dead for five minutes cool. She didn't know she was on Walking Dead. Uh, she I, was my only my problem like with her was, was like dead. her character had to say, and like other people had to say that she was like the most fierce. Uh, like I'm one of the gra- I'm the greatest warrior in Wakanda. The best warrior. And when push come to shove, she wasn't. She didn't really do anything to support that. Like she fought um, Michael B. Jordan for a couple seconds, but she got beat. Like three of them couldn't take him down. So I don't know. Uh, that was a little bit clunky. Uh, but overall, she was fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. She didn't really leave much of an impression on me. I guess she's fantastic. Also, bald heads of anybody freaked me out, so that upset me 
on a everything. Deep level. Everything freaks you out. Only bald heads. That's it. Just, uh, just put a wig on. I don't know. A hat. And I essentially she did put a wig on. Oh yeah, that one. Hey, maybe that's why that was my favorite scene in the movie. How awesome was the casino scene and the car chase after? Oh, it was so good. Shit. That sequence so was good. good. You see, when these Marvel movies are at their best, when they're not shoving an action scene every two minutes down our throats. Yeah, they can actually. When come they make us the earn it. Yeah, I agree. Wait, do you got? Uh, so, are we in agreement that the car chase in South Korea was the your, our favorite action scene? No, mm, I liked the fight at the end. Really, between What's... uh. Between T'Challa and Killmonger, that was my favorite fight in the whole movie. What was your favorite, Josh? Uh, the battle on Wakanda. That was just epic in every way. Hmm. Hmm. I, I like the car chase. He says, I thought that was fun. Hmm. Uh, Let's see. Uh, anybody else in the cast you guys want to talk about? We talk about Michael B. Jordan again because he's amazing. He's really good. He wasn't in the movie for very much. As like he had the awesome scene in the uh, in the art museum, and then he sort of disappeared for a while, and then he came back <clears> and he uh, scarred it up and was like, "I'm gonna take the throne." And they, had which little, was awesome. Yeah, yeah. A little fight. That's pretty neat. Um, oh, you I, know who was good? Um, did you already say the the guy who plays his dad? Yeah, did you mention yeah, him, John Connie? Or no, 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 Sterling K. Brown. The guy yeah, he's played... the guy that almost made me cry. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Right when um, uh, what's his face? Uh, right the first time he wins uh the throne. Oh and... right. <clears throat> he goes. I don't think I'm ready. To be king, I've been preparing you to be king your whole life. You're, you're talking about uh, John Connie. I don't know. T'Challa's dad. I obviously dead. don't know who I'm talking about, guys. T'Challa's dad, not. Not Killmonger's dad. Yeah, I'm talking about T'Challa's dad. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Talking about him the whole time. Sorry. Idiots. Probably John Connie. Sad. Uh, yeah, he's he's good. He's good. Latita Wright. Wright, by the way. Uh, Wright, by the way. Uh, gonna be it's in Ready Player. What? It's Latisha. Oh, <laughs> she's got tit in her name. Letitia Wright, sure. Whatever. She's in uh, Ready Player One as Reb. Don't remember her. Oh. So. Let's Another hope. great movie coming down the pipe. Okay. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. You're so cynical. Not cynical. Okay. I just know what the book. I don't know what the book's like. And I've read the book, so I don't know. Maybe we have a better and idea. And I've seen Spielberg's you. work. Okay, He's well. not God. He is God. He's not. He can make bad movies. He's done He's it before. One. It's I. No one is perfect. It's we'll see. Yeah. Anybody who made Temple of Doom out. is immediately. I'm gonna have my eyebrow up. I'm gonna have Temple my Doom. I'm gonna have my arms spread for a hug for Temple of Doom. It's a great movie. How do you hug a movie? Oh, you got it. Him. You can just hug the Blu-ray. You know, Steven? Get him on the podcast, you asshole. We gotta talk to him. If you know him, we're, we're having dinner tomorrow. Him. Fuck. Outback or Red Lobster? He's strictly he is strictly an Olive Garden guy. Shit. Well, 
That's too, that's too high class for us, Cody. I guess we can't. Yeah, fuck. Way too high class, the garden. You want to meet, him, you you to meet at the McCafe tomorrow. He's showing me a uh, exclusive early cut of Ready Player One, so. And you'll see. I'll let you know how it is. How trashy it is. Okay. You know, how great it is and how much better it is than Catch Me If You Can or Lincoln. You know, just spitting out <laughs> movies you don't like enough. by him. Yeah, like you kind of have to. Ah, whatever. No. Uh, story. Black Panther story. <laughs> uh, really unexpected for me. And just in the sense that, like, it's so small and it's just about. It's about this cool power struggle almost. And it's not Which, like. Yeah, oh, that's what my favorite part was about it. Yeah. I love this uh war of succession or whatever yeah i thought it was so cool it was so medieval and there's that no these guys that are so technologically advanced can still fight over something like this <clears throat> i think that that's it it's just really interesting yeah and they one of my favorite parts about it is after killmonger takes the throne and he's you know in charge there's some people who are like well we have to we have to revolt or we can't let this happen and they're like what are we supposed to do? He's the king. This is tradition. We can't go against our tradition because then we're, you know, it's What's anarchy. It? Yeah, we're, we're just like them. Exactly. And it's very subtly cool uh, part about this. And just the the world that, uh, you know, seeing a change in leadership. I think that's another one of the little political touches that Cougar adds to this. It's just, you know, what happens when you change leadership and you hate the person that is taking the throne. Like, what... What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Uh, and I just thought that was very prescient and, and interesting. Um, and yeah, like there was no Infinity Stones. There was no. There wasn't like a ticking clock or some MacGuffin they had to find. It was just a conflict, better from mostly. Well, just it does. Two it people. does serve the larger narrative, though. That okay, the, well, because my, be... there's a pretty significant part that takes place in. Uh, Wakanda in the next movie, I'm pretty sure. Well, I will blissfully ignore that it, that exists and just preserve this as a one-off, unrelated to anything else story for as long as I can. These next three months are going to be great. Uh, other thoughts on the story? Josh, what are some things you liked about it? You said the story's small. I liked how massive it was. Like, I thought it was... What makes it I'm, massive? Well, just I think, bi- well, big drama? and small. Like, I think it's big in scale, but small in terms of like a personal character drama, um, and they kind of balance each other out in that way. Um, yeah, but just the way. I mean, I don't think it's it, really it, big it, in scale. It's I I just felt the story like the way it kind of it's just like a big it's like an epic kind of story that we don't see and actually in a lot of movies anymore. It's like you know the the king you know he falls the new bad guy he takes over they have to they have to bring the king back you know so he can reclaim his throne it's like it's, I mean, it's like the lion king basically but it's you know that kind of grand scale storytelling is just like it's so i love the size of it but it has this personal really well-developed character stuff along the way which makes it also feel small so that's why it feels big to me but i just i love the story i thought it was great mm, yeah um Strong to quite strong, I think. Uh, so another really interesting beat that I think sets this apart 
is um, the music. It's very, you know, you can't, it's, <laughs> for them to make a an Africa, an African set superhero movie and not incorporate, <coughs> you know, some of the musical elements to it would have been stupid. And they're, the Coogs isn't stupid and he's a smart guy. And this, and this movie felt, felt interesting and it felt different just because of some, just because of its music choices. And it just, it's... So this might be me looking way too far into it, uh-huh. but have it. you ever noticed, or did you notice that, uh... <coughs> ignore the cancer, I'm sorry, um, did you guys notice how the music that is, like, associated with Chala and his friends are, like, it's, like, traditional, while uh, Killmonger's is like a hip hop. Yep. Mm. Well, so they're traditional. Like the past he's from the past versus the future. Yeah, and he's yep. from Oakland. Yeah, that was, that was 99 sure that was an intentional choice, and it's a smart one. So, um, hmm, definitely agree with you there. Music was strong. The that drum beat or whatever that was kind of the riff and kind of carried throughout the movie. I thought it was really really cool. Um. Yeah, it's just a Marvel seems to. They're for me at least, other than Guardians, their music is just unexceptional in every aspect, and just it doesn't feel like they put any thought into it. And this one, it just it was almost too much thought that I was, you know, hashtag shook by the creative choices that they made and they made they made it feel authentic, um, and I loved it. Thought it was excellent, and the the fight sequences, especially the music in those, like the on the cliffs when he's fighting uh, Killmonger or the big guy from the mountainside, the, the gorilla dude. Yeah, when he was fighting them, the oh, music was so so badass, so cool, so cool. Uh, so some favorite moments, Cody. What was your favorite moment uh, in Black Panther? My favorite moment. Was when he was talking to his father for the first time. Mm. That scene I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, that just it really touched me. I really liked that scene a lot. I love the visuals of that hallucination um, world that they have. Their ancestors' world. I thought it was just that scene. It made me feel things, and I don't like that. <clears throat> Noise, noise, noise. Uh, for me, it's got to be Killmonger uh, showing up and fighting um, T'Challa because they all like know like this guy's a monster and he's you know uh, um, he could potentially take T'Challa down and that would be really bad for us. And again, they just they are shackled by tradition and T'Challa knows that. I think he knows going in that he's going to lose and. So does Killmonger, or at least that he knows that it's going to be a close fight. And just the way that that whole sequence uh, goes, and uh, just everything that go, everything that they don't talk about makes that scene <clears throat> work well for me. Uh, but a close runner-up has got to be the South Korea in the casino, and then the the car chase. Those were just so cool and badass. Um, Josh, what about you? Favorite moment? Um, my favorite moment, I mean, it's really just anything with Killmonger. I mean, whether it's his opening or that scene where he burns um, the, everything down, um, the whole the serum, the oh, plants. Right, right, right. Yeah. 
that was an amazing scene. You guys um, want to know something funny about that scene? What? what? I went to the bathroom during it. Oh, well, you missed a great scene that gave me chills. Um, but just but the, I, him, like, are you talking about him in the in his, like, vision or just the act of burning it I down? I mean, that or... and then the continued act of when he gets up, he says, burn it all down. And then the, that he does that. It, the music comes in and it's, like, just that shot of him standing while everything's just burning around him. Oh, like, it's a silhouette shot. One perfect shot. Awesome. Get on it. Awesome. Oh no! And then that shot following it, where it's like the camera's like upside down, spins around as he's coming to the throne. That oh, was yeah. amazing. I, I, I love that. I literally <laughs> turned to my friend who I was seeing it with. He's like, "Oh, get it?" Because he turned their world upside down. <laughs> okay. Well, that was one of the more well, obvious parts of it, but it was it was but, cool yeah, nonetheless. The I think the best I think the best part with him to me, and just my favorite part of the movie, is the conversation after Black Panther defeats Killmonger. They're just, he brings him up to watch the sunset, and then they have that kind of talk between them about yeah, how beautiful. he's like, I can save you, and then he's like, no, and then he dies. Like, that whole conversation. Yeah, I'd rather be dead than a slave, Yeah, basically, which, yeah, the, uh, we t- mentioned it earlier. I think the, the political stuff that and the kind of philosophy of what Kugler <laughs> brings into this and was so... It, I for me it was dead on and it was just really smart and it wasn't it wasn't really it wasn't really obnoxious it was just this is this these this is the reality that these characters live in it just so happens to coincide with Something different that with, our country's going through yeah yeah and it's you know maybe in five years we look back and say well Black Panther you know it's great but it's so much of a product of its time uh, that it kind of detracts from the experience but um and i think they i think they avoid that just by having a world kind of set up and you know in in five years i don't think much is really going to be that changed in terms of how things operate uh but you can you can be hopeful um were there any other political moments that were just that kind of took you out of the experience or you thought that were a little bit too f- taking it a little bit too far or what um, the colonizer one made me laugh yeah classic um but no i mean there wasn't anything too in your face but except for bury me in the ocean yeah with all my brothers mm-hmm. like come on dude we get it <laughs> <laughs> Josh, that, that's my one big one. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't think anything of what it was like. That's what I said. That's what I mean when I say it's subtle. Like obviously it's there, and you know it's there, but like it it works, and it doesn't feel overbearing because it's like it works with the characters, and it's built naturally through them and their like development and their experiences, rather than just being like, here's a message. Let me tell you stuff. Well, like, just to be clear, this it feel it just felt organic is, to me. Is like a it's. Uh, let's see, what's it technically defined as? Is it delicately complex and understated, or so delicate or precise as to be difficult to analyze or describe? And I don't think that's a good characterization because it's all right there on the surface. But uh, well, it felt it felt organic and natural to me, rather yeah. than here's a bunch of stuff to take with you at the door. Um, but yeah, I just it worked for me, and I didn't have any problems with it i mean there was a moment where um and i mean i'm probably looking too much into this the scene where 
um what's his name the big the big dude that i like that they go to ask for help guy yeah Yeah, him um he's when uh martin freeman starts talking he's like shut up or i'll feed you to my children or something it was like (laughs) that was it was just hilarious that was so funny um they're vegetarians that was funny um that was the only time i was like hmm what are you trying to say here? But it's like I'm probably looking too much into it, and it's like is it was funny anyway, so who cares? That other than that, there was nothing about it that I was like, yeah, chill out about. So, so funny. <laughs> I would feed you to my children. <laughs> so good. That was good. So good. Um, another thing, last thing I wanted to point on before we get into final thoughts and the grade is like. One of my biggest issues with Marvel uh, overall is that I just so many times what could be a good dramatic scene is undercut by an immediate, you know, quippy one-liner or something like that. And this movie I love, had, I love Marvel, but I feel that way too, yeah. I, I love the like that scene that we you were just talking about, you know, I'll feed you to my children is, you know, it has its humor. It's definitely there, but it's more so like I, I, it works. Uh, Shuri, Shuri is a perfect example of it. Yeah, she is. She wisecracks all the time, and she, you know, rags on her brother, and she's sarcastic as hell. But when things are serious, she is serious, and it's not. Oh, things are serious, so I'm Tony Stark, and I'm gonna, you know, makes fun of this supervillain's costume or whatever. This movie knows when to turn it off, and it knows when to actually take a breath and, you know, allow the audience to appreciate a dramatic scene and that's the thing that i don't like about marvel movies is like i feel like they have so many opportunities for really heavy not heavy but really um effective dramatic moments and so many times they just get you know they get undercut for me just by their obsessive nature to be seen as light and fun when i think they can be so much more this this movie is this is an embodiment of being so much more than what they've been doing. Yeah, and it's, it's for me. Finally, we're getting a good balance of yes, please be be fun. Let me smile. Let me enjoy these people, but don't take away from what could be an excellent story. And this this did that, and I just was so this is, thankful. It's definitely to me. It's the least funny movie since Winter Soldier, um, which is I think one of I the think, best. Yeah, I think the, that's the last one I felt that they are they didn't. I mean, there's like the Guardians movies. I don't mind the humor because that's in their nature. And Ant Man's like that. I need humor in that. But like Civil War, love Civil War. Couple times too much humor. Doctor Strange, too much humor. Uh, S- even Spider Man, a couple times didn't really need to be there. Um, worked for Thor, but like overall, like this is easily the most dramatically heavy one, and it feels that way because they don't just under they don't have that many really they don't have any times where it's trying to undercut a dramatic moment with a joke so and also black panther is a different kind of character like he's not quipping all the time he's not making one-liners he's just he's a hero super serious yeah i think every every hero that they've introduced has been is a different kind of hero and every but they've morphed everybody into being as close to iron man as they can and it's like oh, i don't think captain america isn't that way to me not at all what do you mean? It isn't what that way? Isn't like quipping all the time. Like they've, I yeah. think they've done a good job of keeping him who he is. Doctor yeah. Strange, Thor too. To for me, <laughs> I mean Jesus. I don't. I mean Thor has always just been a goofball. No, he hasn't. 
He's been yes, he he's been a dumb jock. He hasn't been, you know, yeah. getting his fifteen at the Laugh Factory. <laughs> like it's they're two very completely different And that's things. what he was in Thor Ragnarok. I know, that's what I'm saying. It's that that's not him. No, I'm saying he was a dumb jock. No. No. Yeah, it was. That's not He was funny though. He was literally yeah, he was funny. He was just funny. He, he was, was both. So was Hulk. Yeah, Hulk's always been funny. No. Well, at least since Avengers. There's a difference between being light and like having like us. <laughs> There's a difference between like Sorkin funny, where just your interactions and how you are paired up with somebody. And there's a difference. There's a difference between that and a difference between having a bit, like being a guy with bits. You know, that it's, I like bits. Okay, well, like like we've been saying, it's it undercuts drama so so easily, and this is Thor you know, Ragnarok isn't a drama. It tries to be though. Ragnarok. Not really. Asgard is a place. Asgard is a people, not a place. It's a Taika Waititi movie. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah, it is. Then why does it try? Then whatever. We're not going to get into this again. <laughs> I'm right. You're wrong. Boom. Settled. No. No. Uh, Critics agree with me. Doesn't mean it's that's right. Well, you tried to do the same thing. Critics agree with me with Get Out. Boom. It's got him. Correct. <laughs> whatever. Uh, this is the best of. All of them, I think. Um, I'm going to give it a grade at an 8. Uh, like I said, the only thing I really dislike and think if you change this, this movie's better, is the CGI. hate it. I think it's it almost ruined the last scene, the little death scene. But everything that, a lot of it that came before it was just too good for me to ignore. So um, it's an 8 for me. Uh, Cody, any final thoughts and a grade? Um. Final thoughts. Uh, this is definitely one of the three best Marvel movies, alongside Thor three and Captain America two. Mm. Uh, it's I I want to say this is like the most mature Marvel movie that we've ever gotten. Totally is. Um, so, yeah. it's just it's crazy that we're eighteen movies into this franchise, and they can throw a curveball like this. And make it good. It's what makes Marvel great. I I don't think it's throwing as so much of a curveball as is just stripping away the stripping things away because like I could easily see a version of this movie that is like a Thor Ragnarok kind of thing where people are just all jokes. Yeah, like that's they're just you know narrowing their focus a little bit, and I hope this is sign of things to come where they actually you know make these movies. Not for, not for fifteen year olds. It'd be fun, but who knows? Who knows what the future holds? Uh, what's your grade? I'm gonna give this movie an eight and a half. Nice, Josh. Final thoughts in the grade. Go for it. Uh, I love this movie. It's one of my favorite Marvel movies. The soundtrack, the world building, the story, the characters, acting. It's all great. I love it. Um, I don't know where it ranks in the Marvel movies for me, but um, I love it, and I can't wait to see it again. And uh, grade, what do I give it? Well, I don't do grades, so I'm going to give it a bunch of hearts and a smiley face. Just say what the grade is. Jesus Christ, we do this every time. Do this literally uh, every time. It gets more fun now because I can just be annoying with it. It's 1 o'clock so in the morning. Just I'm throw gonna... a number, please. If you don't give a grade, bad. I'll assign one for you. If you want that, go for we it. can do that. All right. Uh, two. Yeah, we're going to go with 3 out of 10 on this one. Josh okay, hates Marvel. Cool. It's all just numbers. Who cares? 
a lot of people. Yeah, no, people are ridiculous. Yes, people are. Watching, reading, listening to. Fire away, Josh. I watched a movie that I have not stopped thinking about the other night. Mm. It's called Donnie Darko. Okay. And it is... I'm not sure if it's genius no, or it's, really it's, flawed. It's genius. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm just, I've been watching like a lot of reviews and analysis, analysis, whatever. Analyses. Uh, whatever. <laughs> um, just looking at, looking at it. Um, I haven't seen, I, I watched the theatrical cut, not the director's cut. So I don't know what director's cut is different. Like what differences are in it, but yeah, I don't, um, I don't remember. I, I know that, I know that there's like one thing in the director's cut that's different. Like that's one big ish thing, but I don't. Whenever, whenever I can, I think the director's cut's always the way to go because every the I read some people saying that it's like it takes away some of the ambiguity and makes things more clear. And I don't know if I like that because I liked the ambiguity of it. How it kind of what was ambiguous about it. Just about like what it all means, like what are the what's he trying to say? What's what's the story like really about? Like what's the underlying theme of things, which I'm still trying to figure out. Um, yeah, cellar, just by cellar door, though. Am I right? Huh? Cellar door. It's the most beautiful word in the phrase in the English language. <laughs> okay. It was a scene in the movie. Was it? Yes. Wow. Did you watch it? I don't think you watched, yes, it, I watched Cody. it. Then you, you, but you don't know Cellar Door. Maybe that's director's cut. I don't know. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's the big difference. See, like, I have no idea what you're talking. The about. one thing that makes the difference. Wow. Like, there's a scene with Drew Barrymore and Donnie, and like in the <coughs> classroom, and she either got fired or is quitting. And he's, she wrote Cellar Door on her blackboard, and he's like, "What's that mean?" She's like, "Oh, it's the most beautiful phrase in the English language." I don't remember that. Okay, well, that's a director's cut scene then. I guess there's a okay. big difference. Uh, I don't think um, that's really a spoiler. Maybe no, I don't think so. You just ruined the whole movie. It's one in the morning. I'll forget. Sorry. Um, but yeah, it's Good a, movie. I, I was just like enamored by it. It's just it's a really interesting movie. Um, and I want to watch it again. I just I, it's so many things going on in it. Great actors. The performances are great. Jonah Hall is great. Um, which one? Who? Which which? Oh Joan right, Hall. they're both in it. That's, that's yeah, She's... Uh, Jake. I mean, they're both great, but Jake John Hall is awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, just really fascinating movie. Just hasn't been off my mind since I watched it. Yeah, you both great. have seen it, right? Yeah, a long time ago. Oh, okay, long time ago for me too. But it's one hashtag me too. But it's one I've been meaning to to revisit somewhere around here. Maybe I'll try to dig it out and watch it again. Uh, nice, Donnie Darko. Uh, cool. So for me, I saw t- a couple movies that might be worth talking about. I don't know. One's did I talk about Dead Man Walking last time? No. 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 Uh, it's a movie about Sean Penn's and you know murderer rapist guy. He's on death row. He reaches out to a local nun who's one of those cool nuns who doesn't dress up and is just like a person. Um, My great aunt, you mean? Yes, your great aunt. Your drunk nun great aunt who's the best. Hey, I don't know if you're joking or not because that's my aunt. (laughs) I just remember you explaining it one time. She drinks. Yeah, I didn't know they could do that. That's awesome. 
but Dead Man Walking, really interesting. It's kind of a discussion about, like, can people be redeemed? Like, is somebody who could who does the worst things you can do as a person, are they more or less of a human being? And it's, you know, it gets into the whole, uh, the, the death penalty stu- subject, which is something that for a person like me who has so many hot takes on ridiculous things, this is one I've never really been able to to uh, to wrap my head around. I don't know what the hell I feel about it. And movies like this or episodes of, you know, there's an episode of The West Wing that talks about it. I always find it really interesting to hear different points of view because I still haven't found one myself. Uh, but really good acting. Sarandon's excellent. Penn is good, really good. Uh, uh, frustrating movie, too, but... You know, it's got a lot oh, of boy. narrative uh, merit to it, I guess. Uh, another one I saw, League of Their Own, with Thomas Hanks. It was on the same day as the <laughs> school shooting, so I needed something to make me happy. Uh, and never, Tom Hanks is always a good place to go when you need a quick, quick dopamine rush. Uh, and then the other one I saw uh, later on that on Valentine's Day was The Descendants with Mr. George Clooney. I just saw David Letterman's uh, Netflix talk show. My next guest needs an introduction, I think is what it's called. And Obama was his first episode. Clooney's his second. And uh, Malala Yiftanzi is his third. So I recommend that show. Excellent show. But Descendants is a really, really strong, poignant uh, character drama. And Clooney is just is awesome in it, playing a dad. Uh, just playing an awkward dad who has flip-flops and it's just really really nice movie i really enjoyed it uh, it was back when shaneline woodley kept popping up and everything yeah and then she you know she kind of just disappeared well, she got woke man she got super woke got a yeah. haircut got woke stay woke get woke and stay woke kids she uh, got to prison yeah for like you know she was being... protesting for like a day yeah no. she's she's a real human being and a real hero uh cody Finishes it off. Well, boy. I've been dead this whole last since the last time I haven't watched any movies. Have you had any good was... like vivid fever dreams? No, but I had some really vivid decision making while I was awake. Oh, nice! I was gonna watch uh, <clears throat> Amadeus because it's my sick movie, but I couldn't because it's not on Netflix anymore. Sad. So without even thinking. I bought it on Amazon. <laughs> so I'm waiting for that to get here. It should show up tomorrow. Uh, or no, it's going to show up on Tuesday because it's a fucking federal holiday tomorrow. Is it? Is so, president's <clears throat> federal? Yeah. No shit. Wow. So yeah, I just I was in bed the whole week when I wasn't at work or at school. Um, so I didn't really have time to watch any movies, but... I did read a really cool article last night nice. about this. They were building a road in England, and they found well, – as they were digging it up, they found about 90 decapitated skeletons. Sick. Just And then it was explaining what they did to figure out who these people were, and they don't know because archaeology is a fucking joke. <laughs> um, but – yeah, I haven't done anything all week. Hopefully, I'll be more interesting this week. Sick boy. Sick boy. We'll feel better. Hopefully, you don't die. 
Hopefully, hopefully my voice will be back to normal. One can only. I don't. I like. I like sick Cody. He's. He sounds cool. <laughs> well, I always try to be sick then. How's the Dayquil treating you? <laughs> it didn't help. <laughs> well, we'll let you. I go just. To, I need to get some sleep. We'll let you go. Go night night. So until next time, you can follow us at underscore realflix on the Twitter. Leave iTunes review. Always helpful. Always appreciated. And Josh, Cody, take a swig of Dayquil and get your pick yourself back up, and we'll talk very soon. Oh, I just want to drink the whole thing. Annihilation or fifteen seventeen to Paris next, depending on how good Cody feels. <laughs> well, a guy, a boy can dream. A boy can. Donald Gleason, baby. <laughs> <laughs>